This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast with Eagleville Bible Church. I'm Bill McMinn, along with me, Mark Hostetler. And it's been, I don't know, man, it's been what day are we weeks. on? I don't even yeah. know what day it is. Some days, I don't know how it is with the rest of you guys. There are days, honestly, I don't even know what day I'm on, let I, alone what the date is. So January has been a month. It's yeah. been a month, uh, man. It's, I'll tell you. It's, and I think it's been a month since we've done this. So I've, Oh, more than. There's got to be because wow. we haven't done it since before Christmas. So it's the 27th of January already. So it's probably been over a month uh, since we've done a podcast. We're back. You know, we're back to doing it. It's just Christmas and the holidays. And then we come in basically to tragedy in a lot of ways. So, you know, losing our buddy Steve. Oh, yeah. And that's been a, been a tough loss. And people have been writing and, you know, commenting on it to me. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I said, well, you know, it's definitely different. I mean, it's a big adjustment coming to the office in the day and, you know, he's not here and I'm used to seeing him. I would say, yeah, that's a humongo, humongo difference. And it's something that every day you go on, yeah, you cry less, but you realize more, you know? Oh, so, yeah. Because yeah. you kind of, well, yeah, he's not here. Like, it deepens, you know, as as you, you know, understand, like, what that means. You know, Absolutely. like, man, it's just different. It's a lot different for me, so... Yeah, the state different stages of grief, right? And so we're we're two weeks. You said two weeks in uh, at this point, and uh, and there is different stages of grief. There's uh, how you process it, and and now it's more like man, the missing aspect is coming in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like missing him just being here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I'm sure everybody watching, everybody listening, you you've been through that, and you yeah. know how that is. You know, and when you work alongside somebody. Uh, I, I had the pleasure of working with Steve for five years, knowing Steve for six years, you know, and a lot of people comment on his presence. I, I understand what they mean, you right. know, just being around him, right. you know, you were comfortable. Yeah. And sometimes he rubbed you, you know, he's like, hey, this is pretty, you got to get this right. But more often than not, you were comfortable around him. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? No, he had his <laughs> straight shooting. Yep. Uh, but... I, one thing that I've realized and something I've never thought about before I just went through this is you get to a certain age and you have friends you've had for a long time. For Steve, could be 18 years, give or take. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been a while. I don't really know the year You know, I ran into him, but he was in my small group for four years. He was... Then I turned him loose to teach his own small group. He became a deacon in the church. So for years, he was serving on the board. So I'm the lead pastor at board meetings. He's my, you know, one of the main deacons in the church, one of the spiritual leaders of the church. So we're working together as that way. And then he became a pastor. Then there were years where we were fishing together and doing stuff even before he became a pastor. So, I mean, yeah, we knew each other, you know, like I knew him well, you know, I would say probably better than most humans, you know, on the planet. And what I've come to understand is, yeah, like people say, you know, everyone's replaceable. Yes. And no, there, there are some people you're going to lose in your life that there's no replacement for that person because the math doesn't work. Like you get to a certain age, the math is not going to work. You know, if you've married 40, 50 years and you lose your spouse, well, you're never going to replace that spouse 
in the same way as what you have with that person because there's not enough years to do it. And so that's why I look at with a Steve. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. You know, I just recognize it for what it is. And I think mm -hmm. that's just come to terms with reality. I don't have to replace him. No. Nope. Um, he he had a singular place in my heart and life. That's right. And that's okay. You that's know what right. I'm saying? And that I, that's something I just have to learn uh, to live with and adjust and appreciate. But understand guess what? A lot of people are going through it. You know, we think about Steve, but there's also, uh, you know, one of the guys in our church and one of the ladies, a lady lost a son, oh. a, uh, her grandson lost his mom and another, you know, person lost her mom. And then the daughters, the grand, you know, lost their grandma. Mm -hmm. So we, we've got that. It's been going on. Somebody just lost their husband. Someone else just lost their husband. We lost our friend. Aaron lost her husband. This is like grief. And the, the number of, deaths that we've had in January of 2022. I mean, it's a lot. So we do want to talk about it, you know, handling these kind of things. Yeah. Because yeah, what do you do with that emotion? What do you do with, what do you do with grief? That monster that's, you know, looming over top of you grief. What do you do with it? How do you process it? I'd love to, I, I look forward to hearing from you. On well, this. I mean, I keep and, moving. I mean, that's the one thing I yeah. do. It's funny. I was, I have like what I call my lean on team. And so someone says, Oh, sure. They're leaning on you and you're leaning on them. And, and I thought, no, my lean on team is for getting stuff done and evaluating decisions that we have to make going forward. If I want to, if I want to grieve, I'm just going to go out in the woods. You know, I'm going to go take a hike yeah. and I'm going to think about my buddy. That's how I'm going to handle it. I'm okay. not, I don't actually feel like I need to like be talking to people about it or gotcha. that I need somebody to cry on their shoulder because as a guy, I'm just going to tend to, no, I'll, I can be alone and be okay. I mean, that first Sunday that I preached, to be honest, I mean, my yeah. natural inclination was, and as much as I love the support of the people and love, I mean, my natural inclination was to be by myself. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. just the natural way That's that I would tend to go. Yeah. yeah. Not, I wouldn't tend to go running into the crowd. I would tend to say, no, I think I want to process this and think about it. So for me, that's how I would deal with it. But how we get through these things, uh, first off is with lots of love. And I know the the love doesn't really change anything. Like as nice of funerals we had for Steve, we're not going to physically get them back. Mm -hmm. uh, as nice mm -hmm. uh, service and as many contacts as an Angela Young is going to get, it's not going to bring Larry back. That's right. And so we have to realize that, but it still helps. It still helps to salve a a wound. I mean, there's a hurt that people are going through, whether it's Aaron, it's it's Angela, it's, uh, was it Martha? Mm -hmm. It's whoever yeah. these people are who have yeah. suffered loss. There, There's a hurt there. And I think of my mom passing just last month. I mean, so we're still in January and December. My mom passed away. Yeah. So, uh, no. yeah, I mean, def definitely been through a, a lot of loss. It's helpful when people show they care. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's helpful. Yeah, and, and so it's interesting you brought that up because I would tend to be the other way. In grief, I, I tend to, I, I want to be around people. Right. I, I, I tend to be somebody that gets strength from people around me and to be able to comfort them, uh, comfort each other is a better word, you know, through that time, I find uh, good support in that. Right. Now, there are times um, when I just want to be with Jesus. Yeah. And I just want to connect again with him and say, you know what, you are good. I'm still, I still love you, Lord. And I want to praise you through this time, right. you know. And so well, I've I had, know. I've, for me and Steve, we were the same way. Mm -hmm. We didn't, like when my mom died, I didn't post that first day. And the reason I didn't want to post about it right away was because I just didn't want to deal with a lot of talk about it. Yeah. Because when yeah. my mom first passed, honestly, I don't want to talk about it. 
I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say anything about it. I know Steve felt that same way with his mom. You know, immediately, like the immediate thing is it hurts to talk about it. Yeah. Like it's not, it doesn't feel yeah. helpful. It feels like it's hurting you right. when you're talking about it. So you need that time to get a few days in to just process it yeah. for me personally yeah. i like I said i'm happy for the people i'm happy right. to be around the people i'm happy for all the love i think it's ultra helpful right. it's just one of those things where initially my first response is this this hurts me like i'm, I'm crying about it yeah. like i don't per se need to cry in front of other people i just like to do that by myself sure if that makes sense now, yeah. it does make sense now i with what you just said i think it's super important to point out use discretion when you're posting stuff I right. mean, use, I think it's so important, man. If you, if you don't know if words out yet or whatever, maybe just use discretion and don't post it. Yeah. Don't be the first one to post it. Right. If you're not directly in, involved right. there, you know, it was shocking. Yeah. Uh, Steve's death. I mean, the, the news of it spread like wildfire. I was going to yeah. post in the church the next day. I'd have posted that night because it was so out there. And I told Aaron, I said, listen, I'm going to have to post it tonight <laughs> because it's everywhere. We were trying to be discreet right. about it. We right. were trying to, because we didn't, you know, we didn't know who in the family knew yet. To this day, I've not posted on my own Facebook wall about <laughs> right. Steve, even though I want to. I've not done it. I wanted to get through the funeral first because yeah. you have to put so much attention, like all the people commenting. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's you appreciate all the love, but you got to realize, I think that if you're giving love to somebody in grief, you got to realize sometimes they're not going to respond and don't be offended. It's not personal. They've heard from a bazillion people yeah. and it's just very difficult to keep up with all that because in a social media world, it's different than in the old days where you would just show up at a building and talk to people or like do what we call the calling hours today. When someone passes away, there's the opportunity to endlessly yeah. hear from people right. at all hours of the day. There are people writing seriously, Aaron, I mean, in the middle of the night and not that she minds it because sometimes she's awake. But they're they're awake and they're thinking about it. So they're writing to her. She's awake. She's thinking about it. That man, that would have never been true before this advent of technology true. and the internet. True. And you know, we're we're all so connected. It's really a, a different world. So don't yeah. be offended if they don't write back. I think it's it's always appropriate to say I love you. I, I just wrote to somebody's widow today. Two words: love you. That's yeah. it. Love you. That's that, it. That's it. I don't need to say God has a reason. I don't need to preach at you. I don't need to you know open up every Bible verse. All you need to know is I love you. I think there's danger in too many words. Yeah, you know you got to be careful with too many words, right? right. I yeah. think when you point out lots of love, I I really feel like guys, we have to get back to that place where before technology, before this this kind of connection at all times kind of thing with people, right. before that you had to be connected with the spirit of God right. and you had to, you had to gain strength and love from him, right. you know, and I, don't pass over that process. You know, don't right. pr pass over the opportunity to be like Mary at Jesus's feet and just weep yeah. and connect with him and gain your love with him. But again. There were, you know but that saying? house was full of people when Mary and Martha lost Jesus. Like all the mourners came like lost Lazarus. He, Lost yeah, Lazarus. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When Jesus was mm -hmm. coming in with the CGs, mm -hmm. lost Lazarus, the house was full of people that were mourning with her. And when Jesus raised yeah. that young girl, Jairus's daughter, yeah. the house was full it of was mourners. Full. So, yeah. actually, I mean, I think us yeah. surrounding each other and coming in real life terms is is a normal thing. I mean, I think we should stand by people and I think that we should show yeah. them love and we should yeah. be there, whether that's all for, you know, in the case of some of our gals have lost their husbands shoveling their driveway. Uh, you caulking uh, for Angela mm -hmm. uh, or whatever. I mean, just being there for somebody, praying with a reading scripture or, mm -hmm. 
hey, I'm here, giving them a hug, whatever it is. I think those are those are great things. Yeah. But you got to realize there there's a whole new thing, and that's technology. Now, for for me that I appreciate hearing from over 100 people about it. I sure did. I absolutely appreciate it. Every message. Yeah. But my one buddy's like, man, I never heard back from you. I'm like, you didn't? I didn't even know. Honestly, I had good friends of mine, right? <laughs> it was days later till I could even respond to it. Absolutely. And it was nothing personal. It was just, there's so much information. There's so much coming in my way. And there's so much that I'm dealing with at the time, trying to get through it myself, trying to help the church get through it. Yeah. We're, we're in grief. We're giving comfort. Yeah. We're in need of comfort while we're giving comfort. And it's just the way it is in the nature of our job and our ministry and what we do. So last, but, wait, but like, if I could, last year, um, I was, my old boss had a son who took his life. Yeah, I remember that. And I went to his house and I had, I'm telling you that the feeling in that house was so full of love. And when I walked in there, there was, I could hear the mother and the father wailing in the background crying they were i mean they were weeping so hard and i walked in and there was like two or three people that were cleaning they were up in the corners they just had a broom they were clean they were doing whatever they could they were offering waters they were they had food out and everything that's all they were doing is just trying to practically they were there there was just they weren't trying to talk in their ears they weren't they were just there and they were helping they were like People were in and out of that house so much, so they were sweeping up after him. Right. They were. It was so beautiful. Well, you man. remember Job's it, friends in the Bible? They sat for seven days in silence. Absolutely, man. It's I mean, they so sat for important. seven days. They said yeah. not one thing. But yeah. I think that here's the stuff you can say. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm hurting with you. I feel your pain, man. Uh, love you guys. That kind of stuff. It's what you want to avoid saying is, "Well, God has a plan. God has a purpose." Sometimes you're telling a grieving person that they're not ready to uh, hear that and they don't understand it. It's a tragedy that they're facing and we're telling them, well, God has a reason. God has a plan. And we're trying to, I don't know what we're trying to do, to be honest with you. I, it, I was trained in this kind of stuff. So I kind of know based mm-hmm. on training that don't say anything other than give him a hug, tell him you love him. You're praying for him. Yeah. You know, you can share Hey, love that guy, man. What an impact he made on my life, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't, tried because it's almost like you're dismissing their grief exactly oh why are you crying god has a plan why are you upset god has a plan mm-hmm. not that you're really saying that but it can come across like that so i i mean i don't want to hear it i mean if my wife dies in an accident today i don't really want to hear you know a bunch of people telling me a bunch of scripture verses what i'd rather hear is dang man we feel your pain yeah, absolutely what i told to i told the oasis prayer group last week i said guys there's a time and a place to speak Romans eight twenty eight right, you know all things work together for the good of those right. who love God and are called according to His purposes. I love that verse. There's a lot of comfort in that verse. Two months after, you know, right. or four months after, but the day of, I mean, I just to me, it's gonna. How is this God's purpose? I had a right. guy ask me that, Mark. How is this in God's purpose and God's plan? That's hard to answer. You know how I answered it? I don't know. Right. But his purposes are far better than mine, well, and I'm I not going to try to figure that out right now. I, mean, I also think that, listen, things happen. Like one time we were, I was at a pastor's conference, and these are the elite people in the world speaking to you. Mm. And they got up. Now, this was more of an MC person, and there had been a tragedy in the music world, the Christian music world, and somebody's child had been run over yeah. at a 
getting ready for like an open house or something like that. Stephen and one Curtis of the kids, yeah, yeah, one of the kids backed out, ran over the kid. And so they stand up in front and they said, well, you know, God has a reason for everything. And I, I just cringed, man, when they said it because mm. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that God did that on purpose. I think some stuff just happens. It's just the way of it. We make mistakes. Uh, we go wrong things. I just watched uh, The River Runner. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. It's about a guy who was like whitewater rafting. And sometimes they would say that person got killed because they missed a move. Like they, they did the wrong thing. They made the wrong technical mm. move in mm. very fierce and fast waters. And it took their life. It wasn't that God sent them out there to make that wrong move. They just yeah. did. Yeah. If you go around a corner, a 90-degree corner, doing 150 miles an hour, and you get killed, you can't say, oh, God had a plan. Right. No, you you did it. Yeah. We, we are going to die. Our bodies are failing from the day we're born. Yeah. Right? I mean, we come to a peak, but, I mean, we're in decline. And we've got to realize that. Sometimes things happen. I mean, people have heart attacks, people have strokes, people have aneurysms, people yeah. have accidents, people get cancer. My dad died at 59 years old of cancer. I didn't right. look at that and say, oh, hey, God, you did that. I look at it and say, this is part of a fallen world. Yeah. Every man's appointed to die, every person. We're going to stand before God. Jesus Christ came to give us eternal life. I just looked at the whole process of it rather than looking at the individual incident and saying it's a plan of God. Yeah, the overall plan of God is we're going to be born and we're going to die. Yeah. And Jesus Christ saves us from our sin. That's the plan of God. So when somebody dies or, or things of ill health, I don't look at it like God's picking on somebody. I just look, no, these are just things that happen. It's genetics. Yeah. It's the way you're born. It's it's the system that God created. It's the system in which we live. There are going to yeah. be thorns and thistles. We're going to earn our bread by the sweat of our brow. Does God put every thorn and thistle in your way? Not per se. It's just that's the nature of the beast. I agree with you, Bill. I think I think the danger we have to watch out for also is don't answer questions that aren't asked. Right. Don't try to answer those questions. Wait till they ask. One day they will ask. If you're close enough to that yeah. person, one day they are going to talk to you and, about it. And at that point, then point it back to the truth of God. You know, make sure you're being sensitive to it, but don't try to preempt a question right. and, and just talk about the answer before they're even asking. And you're going to you know? say, I don't know because you don't. And it's a, listen, <laughs> yeah. I, listen, you guys, I've been preaching about this stuff, whether it was a tsunami years ago, everyone thinks they have an answer and they don't next session, the next podcast, we will talk about that. And I'm going to give you a great verse in dealing with that. Mm. But I said, look, God could have sent it could be an aging world. Maybe the devil did it, but I guarantee you this, you don't know. Yeah. And That's unless right. God sends you a mimier, you know, uh, an email about it, which I know he's not, you really don't know. And we just have to recognize that our knowledge is very limited. We don't know why things happen. We shouldn't guess what we believe. What I believe is God doesn't prevent all bad things from happening. Cause I had a guy came up to me. He's all forlorn. You know, why does God allow this to happen? I said, yeah. well, why don't we go back to when there were four names on the planet hmm. and it was Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel and one of them killed the other. Yeah. And there are only four of them that are named. I know there were more, but those are the four that are named. I, not even then did he stop that. I mean, talk to Cain about it and get, yeah. you know, he didn't even stop it then. I said, what, where is there anywhere in history that we have evidence that God's going to stop every speeding bullet no. or every tragedy. And the fact is there, there is no such evidence. I mean, I'm not saying he can't intervene and stop it. I'm sure he does at times, but I'm not going to look at these things and say, Oh God, you know, you got a reason. Something's happening. God gets us through it. That's what I believe. It's and God, terrifying, got, yeah, it's God got them through and gave them Seth yeah, after that loss. That's right. It was a terrifying thought. Two things, God's sovereign and I have free will, free will. Right. 
that's terrifying to me. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I'd rather just get me away from my free will and just let God be sovereign and tell me what right. to do. But but it's a delicate dance, and it's amazing. Right. It's an amazing doctrine of Scripture that it, we don't have time to get into right now, but... But we will. In the next we podcast, will. Yeah. we will. And yeah. here's where we're at right now. It's okay to grieve. There's a time and place for everything, a season for a time to be born, a time to die. Yeah. Uh, there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. It's okay mm-hmm. to grieve. And and yeah. for me, if I want to be individual, I can. And if, if Mark wants to be around other people, everyone gets a process through grief in their own way. What we need to do in times of grief is be loving. We know that needs to be the common denominator of grief, yeah. to receive the love of other people, to continue to give love and to be concerned for other people. That's what our role is in yeah. all things at all times. It's never wrong to love and to care and to be there for other people. The, w- the word that comes to my mind is in First in John, I think it is, um, don't just be loving in word be loving indeed. Right. Right. And yep. so, so actions, you know, uh, I don't have to say a thing. How can I come alongside you? Right. And what do you need practically? You want me to go grab you some toothpaste? You got right. a toothpaste, you know, right. <laughs> do you, do you, what do you need around your house? Do you need me to come shovel your driveway? We'll right. be there. You right. know, uh, don't just wor- love in, in word, you right. know? No, I, yeah. I would agree 100%. One of the great things Steve did for me when my mom died, he showed up. It's, and so the ministry of presence is is irreplaceable. The my, ministry of presence. My brothers, that meant the world to them. My son, yeah. uh, myself, uh, it meant a lot to a lot of people that he showed up there. And, and what it showed to me is that guy really loves you. That's what we need to demonstrate by our presence. And when people are going in times of grief, it's the best thing we can do. We love you guys. We hope that you have a great, blessed, and an awesome week.